Hello, you're listening to SOAS Radio. In this podcast mini-series, we will be exploring potential channels of antimicrobial resistance spread. In this first episode, we will be focusing on wildlife and ecosystem contamination in Sri Lanka. I'm joined today by two guests, Iona Silva-Fletcher, Professor in Veterinary Education at the Royal Veterinary College, University of London, and Dr. Nihal Pushpa Kamara, Senior Wildlife Veterinarian at the Department of Wildlife Conservation in Sri Lanka. Iona, Nihal, thank you so much for joining me. Just to start off uh, for our listeners, Iona, could you maybe explain what antimicrobial resistance and antibiotic resistance are, AMR? Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me for this interview. Antimicrobial resistance is generic for all antimicrobials. So microorganisms can be bacteria, viruses, and fungi. So antimicrobial resistance could include antifungal resistance antiviral resistance and antibacterial resistance. We are particularly interested in antibacterial resistance because that is spreading very fast in the world today. And especially so in South Asia and uh, Southeast Asia. Why is that? One of the reasons is uh, misuse and abuse of antibiotic usage. Antibiotics are used not only uh, for human conditions, it's used in livestock production to promote livestock growth and production and also used in aquaculture production to prevent any diseases for fish. So that leads to a lot of antibiotics being used for unnecessary purposes. And in addition to that, antibiotics can be obtained over the counter without a prescription in many countries in South Asia. Thank you. So could you tell me a little bit about the research project you're currently undertaking? So this research project, which is funded by Bloomsbury SAT, we have three main objectives. One is to understand the general public knowledge and perception about antibacterials and antibacterial resistance. And second objective is to study the environmental contamination of antibacterial resistance. And third objective is to use citizens, taking a citizen science approach to disseminate knowledge and understanding about antibacterial resistance and antibiotics. And uh, the way in which you've studied this is uh, examining wildlife, which is separate from domesticated animals. Uh, What are some of your initial findings? Nihal, could you tell me a little bit more about that? Thank you. So, yeah, we had antimicrobial resistant research on human and livestock in Sri Lanka, but we had very little amount of research wild animals. So how do you measure the resistance in this study and why is it a cause for concern to discover these bacteria in wildlife? We, we have to collect the fecal samples from uh, wild animals, those who are in uh, wildlife parks. So those animals who in the samples from the park sites, we directly observe the animal behavior and collect the sample from there. And some sample from the wildlife health management centers, we collect manually through the rectal swabs or clinical swabs. And uh, then this sample sent into the food and microbiology lab in the University of Peradeniya within 24 hours. And uh, we enrich with buffer and cultured on the lab and subjected to 
antimicrobial susceptibility test uh, using standard methods and we measure the inhibitor response and categorize as sensitive intermediate and resistance levels uh, based on the sample resistance percentages were calculated using normal uh, statistical methods so what are some of the animals samples used uh, in this study we had both mammals uh, all the mammals birds and reptiles so under the mammals we had uh, elephants deers uh, fishing cats wild cats like and birds in uh, omnivorous birds and other birds water birds and uh, raptors and reptiles like uh, water monitors land monitors and uh, some snakes samples so those are categorized as carnivore omnivore and herbivore animals so we want to check whether there is difference between carnivore omnivore and herbivore animals did you find any differences and i imagine some of these animals have quite limited human contact how are they exposed to these bacteria yeah we we observed more resistance bacteria among the even more resistant bacteria among carnivore animals and uh, compared to the omnivore and herbivore. From the omnivore and herbivore groups, uh, more resistance among omnivore animals rather than herbivore animals. Whether they are mammals or birds, so most resistance were observed in carnivore animals. Iona, could you uh, further illuminate how these uh, wildlife animals are exposed to such bacteria? It is possible the resistant bacteria are disseminated via the environment, in particular through waterways. Once uh, antibiotics get into water, they are not degraded and any bacteria that comes across antibiotic develops resistance. Not only they uh, themselves develop resistance, they also transfer via genetic mechanisms the resistant gene to other bacteria. So this is the widespread mechanism through ecosystem and any wildlife that comes across these bacteria then ingest these bacteria and they live in the guts of these animals, intestinal tracts of these animals, and therefore the antibiotic-resistant colonies propagate. Now, when carnivores, it is high in carnivores, for example, if you take any type of an eagle that will eat small rodents, such as rats or mice that scavenge around livestock farms, for example, they have antibacterial resistant specific bacteria such as E. coli in their gastrointestinal tracts. So the carnivore bird have the additional exposure by eating a small rodent. This is one hypothesis we are testing that this is one way of spread. And certainly waterways are highly susceptible for spread. And we are also checking water samples from remote areas and soil samples too. It sounds like this is perhaps limited to the ecosystem of Sri Lanka or based on its uh, geographic location. Is this something the rest of the world should be concerned about or is it something that's confined to the island? No, not only uh, to the island. Water as a possible mechanism, possible route of transmission of antibacterial resistance has been proved in India as well. Waste from pharmaceutical industries are released to reverse and it has been proved that these antibacterial resistant genes and bacteria in waterways. So it is. Isn't it possible uh, in any way 
purify the water or to treat the water and get rid of antibiotics? It's very difficult to get rid of bacteria, that antibacterial genes uh, from water. There are some uh, filtration mechanisms that will remove bacteria, but the antibiotic, the compound, cannot be removed by these filtration mechanisms. So if antibiotics enter water systems through sewage or through groundwater contamination, for example, if antibiotics are discarded in a inappropriate ways, or even the antibiotics that pass through the digestive tracts of humans and animals can enter water systems. And these antibiotics then pose a threat in the development of antibacterial resistance. And that is what you believe has spread antibiotic-resistant bacteria to the wildlife is through the waterways mainly. That is our hypothesis, yes. And so what can uh, this study tell us about the future or, uh, of antibiotic resistance? I think the future is very bleak in the sense that it is a growing concern. And already today in Sri Lanka, for example, resistance to ampicillin is as high as 90% in hospital infections. So one way to reduce this is to increase awareness of antibacterial resistance among people, farmers, and so on, and to prevent misuse of antibiotics. That, that's, uh, that's one approach. The other approach is developing policy to ban antibiotic use sage in livestock and misuse by over-the-counter issues. But those policies are currently being developed. Some are already there, some are not implemented. So the mechanisms to implement policy also has to come into that. Antibacterial resistance can be a real global health threat in the future. It is predicted by the World Health Organization that by 2050, more people will die from antibacterial resistance compared to, for example, cancer. Therefore, in order to prevent this, we have to take action now. There have been no new antibiotics developed since 1980. And even though there's, there's a lot of research ongoing research to develop new antibiotics, it is unlikely that we will have a solution with newer antibiotics because people will misuse them and resistance will develop again. So it is back to us to make sure that the antibiotics we have today are used safely in the proper manner and not abused. Yeah, I think for the veterinary practice and for the animal use, so there should be some um, restrictions to avoid uh, most potential antibiotics at the first stage. So they have to go in poultry industry. So we don't ha have allowed to use the antibacterials as growth promoters. Ayona, Nihal, thank you so much for joining me today. 